0: You ready, Jimbo? I'm ready, always.
1: everybody welcome to another edition of the cowboys of the osage podcast brought to you by the ben johnson cowboy museum located in historic downtown pasca oklahoma hey it's cody over here and as always i have my co-host with me mr rodeo historian himself jimbo stively good afternoon jimbo and who do we got today
0: hey cody boy it's just another great day in osage man and cody you know it's come we're getting close Big national final rodeo coming up here in just a few days. And believe it or not, we got the number three ranked barrel racer in the world, the Huska's own Wenda Johnson, here with us. We thank her for taking her time. I know she's busy this time of year getting ready, but she come by tonight and we're going to talk about. Uh, the finals coming up and what it takes to get ready for the finals and what just the daily routine is out there and all that and find out all that kind of stuff. So, Wenda, welcome to the Cowboys
2: of the Osage podcast. Thank you, Jimbo, and thank you, Cody. I'm excited to be here and love to to be a part of what's right here in uh, Osage County and Pawhuska, and I'm excited to go represent at the NFR.
0: Well, we're proud of it for you to represent us because, it's it, you know, you wouldn't believe the people, the the barrel racing fans you've made around here. It's crazy. People that never, I don't think ever watched the barrel racing before. My dad, one of them, you know, and he'll call, like, in the winter rodeos, he'll, he'll call and say, what day is when going to run, you know, and I said, well, I have to check the day sheet, you know, just, I, you, all the time, everybody wants to know what, when Winda's going to run. It's just crazy.
1: It's hitting that often, really. How many rodeos you go to this year, Winda?
2: So I, I went to 31, this year and uh on the lower side you know we're, we are required to go to 25 to be eligible to even compete at, at the NFR so i kind of look at i try to look at that 25 mark and stick around that if possible
0: right well some of the girls went to like 80 or 90 you know
2: yeah yeah there's how many know,
0: how many are you allowed to count
2: 100 so well I know it's different in some of the roping events. It's only 75, as far as I understand. So, um, which only, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's still a lot. But, uh, but yeah, if, if I can manage that and keep that on the low side, then, then I do.
0: I'm curious, how do you get ready for the final? How do you practice? I mean, like your horses aren't here. So, how do you get ready for the finals?
2: Well, I'm in a unique situation. And because I have rode young horses and I've developed these horses you know from the young age um i approach it completely different look i approach each run as a development run because i am preparing them for the next run so i'm looking at how can i take this arena this day and help build that horse's confidence so that they can go in there and be strong during a run and you know, essentially now, now I have always thought that, but Mac is nine years old now. I'm pretty confident he's, he's a finished seasoned horse. Now I've, I've done enough confidence building runs on him and he's just done unbelievably well for me this year. He, you know, broke the arena record at Fort Worth twice, uh, won the title, which, you know, meant a lot. And, um, it's, it's, a. Uh, So with him, I've almost been able to transition a little bit and kind of just enjoy it and trust him and know he knows his job and and let him go fly. And that's that's where he shines. And um, the uh, the second horse that I'll be taking is a six year old horse that I did use last year. I mean, he was a five year old at the finals. I want to go on him he uh really did thrive and enjoy the environment and i was blown away with how well he took it and how much he got better and better and better i ran him six goes and his warm up got better outside he got better in the alley every day so to me i look at as he progressed and, and went through each of those goes i mean he he'd never been in any of those little indoor pens he handled it really well and it was a good experience for him and and now I see the result of that. Um, have taken him to some other pins, and he's confident and ready to go, make a run. So, um, so essentially, the biggest thing that I really that I really just focus on is making sure they're in shape. You know, they're they're smart. They they know their essential job, but they do need to be in shape and kind of ready to go. So I'm fortunate enough that the the guy that kind of trained him and patterned him, who's down in Fort Worth. Is continuing to do that for me, and and it works out great. So he keeps him rode at home, keeps him exercise, keeps him in shape. Um, you know, he doesn't really school them on the barrels. Uh, he might kind of cruise him through a little more for exercise. You know, um, but but other than that, we just we make sure they're in shape.
0: What do you have to do?
2: So do you, you know, I, I think the mental aspect of competition is probably one of the most important things um that you know obviously controlling the nerves and you know focusing on what you need to get done so that you know I've I've learned to master the nerves a long time ago that their nerves um aren't something I have to worry about I to me it's I'm going in I'm making a run and I'm turning three barrels at that arena so um so I I almost listen to more what the horse needs at the time. I mean, I don't let the crowd or, or the environment influence um, how I'm going to compete and do my job. But yet, at the same time, it still takes a lot of focus. You know, I need to make sure my body position is in the correct position or, you know, if something happens, a slip or something, that we have to make a change, then we do that at a split second. Everything is so um, quick. The timing has to be so impeccable, essentially. Um, you know, you, you've got a little room for, for error, but you know, when you get to this level, your your timing really has to be amazing. and um, And that comes with mental focus. And so I think that's really one of the most important things in preparation. And so even now, like, kind of getting that tunnel vision of what do I need to do and preparing. And even when I'm walking down the street or turning a corner, I'm starting to think and focus on, okay, if I'm on my horse, where, where would their feet need to be so that I have the room I need to make, that, that I need to get around those barrels in Thomas and Mac?
1: What's the atmosphere like <clears throat> as a contestant coming in there? Do you- did they make you ride in the grand entry, or I don't?
2: Yeah, so there's we are required to ride in the grand entry, and so um, I would say all 15 of us barrel racers have an additional horse because not one of us is going to go ride our competition horse. You know, not to say we couldn't. I, mm-hmm. you know, I think you could, um, but I'll, I'll be honest, it's a, it's a little dangerous actually, and I would I would be worried about actually getting my horse hurt. It's pretty tight, so that, that alley is so tight, and we come in two by two and go out two by two, and we're, we're clipping along, especially coming out, um, that it's pretty easy to get bumped around. And so I, I really, even if I had the choice, I, and if I had a good enough level-headed enough horse, which I probably could ride one of my own, but I wouldn't do it just because it's not worth getting them hurt. Um, so we are required to ride in the grand entry, so I bring along a third horse. I've got a really level-headed, solid, big horse, so uh, shouldn't get bumped around too much, hopefully, (laughs) and um, so that's, that is, you know, there's a lot of those factors. Our schedule um, can be quite busy, so, you know, I I keep my horses off-site because they only, they give us one stall on-site, which I'm going to have three horses. There's no way I can keep all three on site um there's a few people that'll be able to so if all 15 you know we have 15 barrel racing stalls essentially so if most of us stay off site there's a few girls that are able to stay on site um but but not many just because we don't they don't have the stalling for us and um so oh i was (laughs) anyway so um, you got a
1: busy schedule
2: yeah it's it's busy so when we stay off site we're required to come three hours before um, and you know it's if you don't then you get stuck you know the traffic and there's there's issues but they want to make sure that we are all there and the horses are all there and that type of thing so it is quite busy um, it's a pretty detailed plan and, and this starts at first thing in the morning with our practice our earliest practices are at 6 a.m so you know we can have some pretty long days 6 a.m morning practice and that means you know you're saddled ready warmed up at 6 a.m it's so by the time you load your horse off-site, get over there, get saddled, warmed up, I mean, it's, it's, it can be some early mornings. Um, we have scheduled signings through the days and different things, you know, sometimes some sponsor um, appearances and that type of thing. So uh, it, it can be pretty packed up, and, and it's I know a lot of people don't see or don't know about some of the behind-the-scenes, but uh, it takes, you know, I have a schedule It's written down, um, my friend that helps me, in the alley, she's amazing, but she's a great time management as well. And she keeps things on track, which I need at that <laughs> point in time. It's it's really essential to stay on track. And, and I think that comes along with the focus part so that you are prepared and ready. Your horse is prepared and ready to go make that run when it's time.
0: Where do you stay after?
2: So they provide a host hotel for us that we have an option of staying. Um, I I opt I use that for family members. Um it's because it's a really nice thing that they do provide that for us. Um but one drawback is that the truck doesn't fit in the garage of the hotel. Mm-hmm. So um so where do you park for you know the hotel. So that that is one um one reason that last year I actually just rented a house and I rented a house right close to where I have the horses kept and it worked out really well I was able to still utilize the host hotel which um they appreciate as well and um but yet be close to my horses and you know you put you just drive right up to the house you go walk in and and in the hotels you know you go park clear out in the garage then you walk all the way up and it's a lot of extra leg work and if you got to do that twice in a day i mean that adds up and so versus being able to just pull right up to a house you walk right in go grab what you need whatever so um, I was I really enjoyed having the the house last year and and did the same thing um, and then it's you know I have plenty of room for my kids my husband's coming and you know my kids and then uh, my friend stays with me that uh, that helps me in the alley.
1: She's got an entourage with her. Well, <laughs> people of that magnitude, they need an entourage. If they give
2: her the penthouse,
1: suite, she needs a big old house out right, there. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, no. and it and it really does take a team. You really oh, need. Yeah. You know, there's times like. I have certain appearances, so I, I need, you know, somebody's got to feed at a certain time. and You know, I mean, it's, it really does take a team. Fortunately, this year, uh, Luis, the one that trains him, he's going to be out there as well. So he can exercise as the second horse. I'm not competing on that night. Even something as simple as that, that frees up my time to do other ta- other things or required tasks or whatever. So um, that's that uh, takes a team. It really does.
0: I'm curious... Uh, When you do work your horses in the morning, or what does that consist of?
2: Um, So it depends on what they need. Um, In general, usually I just exercise them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they do give us the practice. We actually can go work the barrels uh, on the stakes. Um, You know, I'll I'll utilize that. The biggest thing is just making sure we're getting to our spots. Um, There's really not a ton of time. I have two horses. In general, last year I would say I, I got to take each horse through twice. So it's not a lot of time in that hour time that all 15 girls are kind of cruising through or trotting through or walking through. um, I, we get about four turns essentially, uh, four, maybe five. So um, I utilize the practices. Uh, We get them every other morning. Uh, I think I went to all but one and you know, it's that's a feel thing on what the horses need if, if they need it. We go, or if they don't and they need the rest, then then they get the morning off.
0: How do you decide what horse you're going to ride?
2: You know, it's uh, they're both uh, they're both very very good, um, both kind of go around winning horses. Um, the younger horse has probably a little bit more explosive speed and a little more expression, and then the older horse Mac will he kind of grows into his runs. So if I can make a few practice runs on him he'll just get stronger and stronger and stronger so like last year i mean even though i caught a barrel to win it he i ran a 134 on him i would have won the go been slightly caught a barrel but he you know his first run was i think i don't know 139 or something i mean i was a, a higher higher time and he'll he'll just get faster and faster but he needs a few runs to do that so that's something i incorporate Um, if I can't get some practice runs in on him, uh, and the young horse is he's good. He's kind of ready to go at all times. He's, he wants to be good and, and loves the competitive side of things. So, you know, it is, it can be a hard choice sometimes. Um, I did utilize them this summer almost as one horse. I picked and choose, you know, this pin would be good for this horse and, you know, this one for that, like Nampa ended up second overall and I used them both to get, second place overall and uh in the average so they're they're both amazing and talented horses and we'll just kind of go see how they're feeling and and see who's ready for for the day
1: how many other girls do you think that are on your level that has a backup horse that is on your backup horses level
2: i'm pretty fortunate that i have two standout horses um I, I think you're right cody on most horse most of these gals have one just amazing horse i mean we're all mounted mm-hmm. all sure. of us have some great horses um but it is hard getting a second horse um as a, as a backup horse and and i don't even like calling my two either one of them a backup horse because neither of them if i needed to use either of them themselves the whole 10 days they both could do it and and uh i'm, I'm in a really i'm really grateful and and a fortunate situation that that's a possibility, but it yeah, that is
1: That's pretty huge if you're having trouble with absolutely. one. Absolutely. There's something they're not liking about that arena or anything. Anything. Jump on the other one. Jimbo thought they were one horse. You know, he he knew they
0: were two horses, but,
2: but he's know I, I, I can't tell the a
0: one goes to the left <laughs> barrel first and the other goes the right but I don't know which one's <laughs> which right They're just but, nice bay horses. You know right that's right gotta right make
1: it. you feel good, especially coming into this national finals, coming into After this national finals, I mean, having two of the best horses on the road. That's got to give you confidence, you know. It's got to give you the best confidence going into this stuff there Uh, is.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, last year I was looking at, as I had a five-year-old, to think to try to run him all 10 days I didn't think was going to be the right thing for him. And it was nice to be able to split that up. And this year it's nice to know, honestly, if I needed him all 10 days, I could use him all 10 days. If I needed Mac all 10 days, I could use either of them. So that, that is a reassuring thing. And at this point, making sure that they're in shape, happy and ready to go make some runs and, and we'll go to the horse races and go see how it goes.
1: What kind of saddles you riding?
2: So I use a, um, it's a circle Y saddle. Um, it's Martha Josie's the one that kind of has her own um, line uh, within circle y uh, and it's built so i was raised using a saddle that has a real flat seat so keep so i so i and you know i ride fairly forward i stay kind of forward that's how i was raised um it's hard for me to almost sit up and stay back and Um, so it's just really similar to how I was raised and then the stirrups are hung forward just a little bit. So it's her ultimate saddle is what it's called. And it's, you know, her barrel racing ultimate saddle and it kind of works for me. I've, um, really enjoyed using it and keeps me pretty quiet. And I know that last time we talked about, um, because I have ridden so much bareback and, you know, I just try to stay in the middle of these horses as much as possible. But if I lose a stirrup, which isn't very often, um it's not that big of a deal for me but at I think it was San Antonio two years ago um I guess during one of those runs I dropped a stirrup and you know made a turn without a stirrup and my husband told me later he was like I was watching and oh I saw you lost that stirrup I got so worried and he said oh wait a second she'll be fine you know and so I you know I just try to stay in the middle of them and and now with these saddles the way they're built these barrel saddles heck they they kind of cuddle you in right nice and tight and and i feel like it's really easy to ride if i drop my stirrups and had to ride without stirrups i could do it with no problem because it's a, a really um I, it's fairly tight you know i have a probably a smaller seat than i probably really need and uh, i just stay right in the middle of them and and uh, go make some runs
0: has the equipment changed much over the years
2: You know, um, yeah, I always, I do think it does change. I think it usually changes for the better, uh, better quality, better craftsmanship and, um, and it's getting better. And, you know, the thing is, is there's so many different ways to do it. So what works for me might not work for somebody Mm -hmm. else. Somebody that wants to stay back a little bit more and, you know, in a different position, then they're going to need a different saddle, which there, there are saddles that are built for that. Um, so I, I, I think it's great that we have such a huge selection of you know tack and things to to help us be successful um but i do think it's getting better and better and and you know kind of makes it fun
1: do you wear spurs when you run
2: barrels you know i, I don't um i did for a little bit on mac but they, they really don't need it and i really don't want to pop them you know pop them with a spur on the wrong time and um these horses give me so much, and they're they will they run hard on their own. You know, I rarely spank on them or you know whip them or ask for that. Um, I might kind of spank them through the line or mm-hmm. ask for just that little extra step, but but uh, no, they don't they don't need it. and they're they listen enough that if I need to make a correction, I can do it without using spurs.
0: You know, when I was a kid, everybody had a bat in their mouth, yeah. I and mean, then you don't see that anymore. Is there a reason for that? I mean, is it did they outlaw it? Or?
2: No, you know, I think it's just a style thing. Um, hey, I've been known to, you know, hold a bat in my mouth no. a time or two. I, I haven't for a long time. Um, now I just utilize an over and under. Mm-hmm. Some of those gals, I think they really transition to co- almost like a court where it's mm-hmm. that, that on that. the wrist, and, mm-hmm. and it's just right there. Um, there's probably, really, when you're thinking about being as aerodynamic as possible a court or an over and under just you Mm -hmm. know you're kind of lower that arm's lower versus a bat you're picking your arm Mm -hmm. up coming here Mm -hmm. and and i think with a bat you're almost twisting your body too Mm -hmm. um so that might be part of why it's kind of phased out yeah
1: do you try to cut weight or anything like during the national finals
2: No. no I, I was just eat, wondering. I eat.
1: Oh, yeah. It's how you're a in lot. Vegas, the best place to eat in the whole world. <laughs> I, It'd be need, tough to be trying to cut weight out there.
2: Yeah, no, I've never. Um, I'm genetically blessed. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful I've kind of maintained my weight, and um, that's never been an issue for me. And, you know, there's no doubt that that uh, sure, surely the lighter we are, the better. But um, I don't. Luckily, I've just been very blessed. But I, I need food and I need good protein so i have to eat good protein and i like some carbs and uh so i i eat and i eat what's your favorite place
1: to eat in vegas when, oh, when you were out there last year
2: well let's see um i went to a couple really nice steak houses it's always good to have a good steak um we splurged a little had some lobster and some crab oh yeah we ate good my friend and i we're we're uh that's one one thing that we uh, kind of spoil ourselves and eat really, really well. And, um, and I think it's a, it's a big part of, uh, being competitive and making sure your body has the fuel it needs to have the energy. So I, you know, I don't do well if I don't eat, I get, <laughs> I get, uh, my brain doesn't work and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll fatigue easier. So I, I keep a certain level of protein in my body.
1: When you're on the road during the summer, do you try to eat good when you're on the road, too? Or you
2: know, it's a little you, tougher. Yeah, if you're traveling um, and time, you know, you have yeah. to look at all those things. Um, in general, if, if I can grab a good meal, I I, I love to eat. I'll, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, please. I'll go uh, eat a good meal any chance I get. Um, and, and if not, then I kind of just... You know, I have protein bars and stuff. And my big thing is protein. So, speaking
0: of the summer, I thought you were going to win Calgary the last two years.
2: Oh, I mean, I was.
0: That's so close. I was always figuring out where Cody's going to put one of those bombs. Yeah. You, know?
2: <laughs> you know, it was uh, still really proud of how those geldings oh, worked. Yep, they were a sure. solid. I mean, I was consistent. Uh, utilized both horses. I mean, I ran. Two's, essentially two 17 twos the whole time mac came up around that one, 17 one but boy the girls just laid it on the last you know the last semifinals and the last round and the horses just turned it on and um we were just we just got bumped out
0: I
1: just knew you were going to win. I thought she was, too. Everyone was already counting her chickens I know, here. I know. Well, one Calgary, it looks like. what we yeah, all thought. Right, she won
2: every round. I'm going to beat her. You know, I've
1: heard,
0: heard
2: people say. You know. Well, and you know what? And it goes to show that the race is really... You have to approach each day as a new race, essentially. And um, if we get a little too far ahead of ourselves or, you know, look, if I override or anything... It's um, that does affect my performance so i really do have to focus on you know i don't look at the whole end of the things i say what am i doing today what do i need to work on what do we got to do today so um you know like calgary mac made the fastest run you know mo ran what three twos and then mac came and ran a 17 so i chose mac mm-hmm to come to the semifinals and I ran a 17.2 but boy I, I got outrun with that 17.2 they were smoking runs and, and you know that's horse racing and that's how it goes and and they still did very well for me in Canada. Uh, Canada was a big part of my winnings uh, oh, yeah, for the I season.
0: 41,000 what I wrote down yeah in you know, Canada last year. I think
2: between uh, Pinoca and um, made a little you know we yeah. made the Canadian run I jumped in with Another barrel racer, Donna K. Rule, and her her horse Valor, who's unbelievably talented, and what a special horse. And uh, we made that little loop. It was it was fun. Had a great time. And there's some great people that we met and enjoyed the competition up there. So
0: Are you going back next year?
2: Well, let's hope. You know, I got to. So I'll either have to end up top, I believe top six this year, or you have to be top four at the current year to be oh. invited. So. Um, I should know by the end of December what I need to do. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> She's going to be in there. No problem, Jimbo. She's going to yes. get one of those bronzes.
2: Oh, I love the bronzes. They're, they are very, very beautiful.
1: There's always a couple things at the finals that, that does surprise me on the barrel racing end of it. It seemed like there was a girl I watched last year. She had like a three-foot fringe coming off of the back of her shirt. And this is a a racing event. Mm-hmm. It just seems like the more aerodynamic, the more weight you can cut off your horse or your equipment or anything, the faster they can possibly run that pattern. Are you going to be wearing some three foot fringe this year?
2: You know, uh, if it was up to my mom. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I mean, be it, looks, it looks really good. Sure, it but looks I'm just great. wondering
1: if it slows them down a little bit. It may or may not.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I, it'd be interesting to know if somebody actually truly did a study to say, you know, is this air drag and is it going to slow you down a little bit? Um, or is the weight gonna slow you down? I mean, um, I, I think we all fluctuate in weight just a little bit and we're all still pretty competitive. I think we have a little bit of a window, but you know, in, in the barrel racing, because men can compete, there are some men that can flat make some great runs too. So the weight, I, I really don't worry about it too, too much um, because I've seen, you know, 180 pound men go outrun some of these same horses. So, uh, I think it really does. It really is more important to have the horsepower, and uh, and I and obviously I, there is some benefit to having less weight, but you know I'm not going to sacrifice my health
1: <laughs> no. for that.
2: So <laughs> no, no, I was just talk,
1: I was just talking about you know the uh, the wind drag on yes some of that. Some of that fringe gets pretty wild. Oh yeah, you know. You know.
2: Well, even on the breast it's, collars, have you seen them on the breast collars? And it's, you know, it is kind of flat. It's got to have
1: some air drag on it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I, I think. I'm I not knocking the fringe. I like watching it. I mm-hmm. like seeing it. I like. I mean, I'm. I like seeing all that for sure, Jimbo and yeah. Linda. But you know, I just I wonder if it if it cost them hundreds of seconds. I don't know.
2: Yeah. It could I? I think. I think potentially some extra drag could uh, I, I mean that's one reason I don't use it or um, and it is it's beautiful it looks great when they're shiny and pretty and um, heck I don't even you know I don't even have contras on my breast collar and I, I, I like it but I'm pretty plain and I, I like it as basic as possible and um, and you know now these barrel saddles are fairly light so I don't know how much mine weighs probably 20 23 pounds something like that um, but they are pretty darn light.
1: How early do you guys got to get there out there to the NFR?
2: Our first practice is the Tuesday before on the 29th. Okay. So, you know, I think most of the girls at the latest would be in there would be Monday. Um, and it's not like we're required to be there for that. But we are required to be at the welcome ceremony Tuesday night, the 29th. So that's the back number ceremony. Um, that'll be at the, the South Point. And... Um, So I would say most people are kind of getting out there by the tail end of the weekend, if not by Monday.
1: What's the atmosphere at the buckle ceremony there at night after the performance?
2: You know, I I will say, and and it's interesting for me, because I stay win, lose, or draw, you know, the same. But in general, I'm always around those horses. So I try to stay as level as possible around those horses, you know, and let them know when they've done a good job, which is every time, because they try hard every time. But um, it was it was kind of an interesting setting, to you know the horses are done they're put away, and then you go off site to another place and the energy is really really positive and uplifting and exciting and um, um, kind of a kind of a fun night you know it's it's uh, definitely something to strive for and be a part of because it's it's enjoyable and then your whole crew's there all your family your friends and and it's it's just the energy is really amazing
1: well, we're going to be out that first thursday night so we're planning on you winning that
2: <laughs> okay around
1: we're going to go up there with you me <laughs> and lauren
2: so. well i have a good draw you know i'm you know third out so you know i'm gonna be a little better on the ground and
0: when do they draw? I mean, do they do it every time, or does it rotate, or how does that
2: work? It rotates, okay. so we we start in draw order. So okay. our first place gal, Jordan Briggs, will be first, and then second place, third place. So the day one will be first through fifteenth, and then it'll then I'll be the second night. I'll be top of the ground. Okay. So it's every you know they move us two spots every. So night. they
0: only draw once, and then you just yeah. rotate after that. Yep. Well, going getting back to Calgary. When you, I noticed those girls, when they'd come out of the arena, they would grab a number or something from somebody. What's that?
2: So they were drug testing the horses. Oh. So if you got a green chip, you were good to go, and if you got a red one, you your horse was getting drug tested.
0: Okay, see, I thought that had something to do with the draw. I didn't know what they were doing. Okay.
2: It was actually, it was the only place that drug tested.
0: I
1: thought all rodeo horses had a little bit of drugs in them here and there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I um, know luckily I'm, I'm pretty fortunate and on these geldings i haven't had to do much but they're pretty young too mm-hmm. so and and i don't run them a lot and i've been able to get by without having to supplement them too much so um but yeah they they drug tested at calgary and and very particular about it
0: how much difference does the draw make out there in vegas uh oh, just a whole lot because you see girls sometimes run last and win around, you know. sure
2: um in general there there probably is a disadvantage the deeper you are on the ground i think it does help you know look look at last year they hand drug for the first time and a hand drug versus an actual tractor drag is there is a difference but at least something's better than nothing so i'm really really grateful for that and there was still some decent runs deep on the ground um um but there's no doubt in general being top of the ground is an advantage um the only time I don't like to be top of the ground is on a facility that hasn't had any events there in a while and the ground either hasn't been ripped or something. And you, you got a you know, hard, hard pack or something and can hit it, hit a slick spot and then go down. So, um, but you know, obviously we practice enough and the ground will be worked and stuff. Uh, you know, I felt like it, the ground was good through the practices and, um, and I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, we were smoking some runs last year. I, some of those nights, I think uh, the last hole was like a six or something. I mean, 13-six. Yeah. I mean,
1: it seems like the last holes is what was winning here a few years ago. So yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering if, if they've done something to the ground to make it a lot better, or are the horses just getting that much better every single year?
2: Well, I think it's a combination. I, I From what I understand, the tractor guy is a very seasoned, experienced tractor guy. And, and I think he did a the best job he could with the ground he had. I think the ground's old. I think the ground's been there for 50 years. It's the same ground. So they pull in and out. Um, But I thought he did a very good job. But I do think the horsepower is improving and getting just better and better.
0: Have you ever paid any attention to the old times, like at the early national finals? Has the times improved? Say as much as like in the cab rope, and they went from thirteens to sevens. You know. Oh, something. absolutely. Is it that much a difference in the barrel racing tour?
2: Absolutely. Um, they were just like on Facebook. They've been showing some old runs, and and uh, I think it was um, Angie Matters ran a horse in '93, and she won it with a 14.26. You know, I mean,
1: it was rare for an under 14 run. For, yeah. Until just the last few years really maybe 10 years yeah at the most
2: yeah remember how exciting I'm sure just like in the calf rope rope and when you just break that next you know
3: Mm -hmm. barrier of
2: like oh wow that was this much faster Mm -hmm. and when they started running 13s how excited everybody was and and now it's you know if you're running a 14 you're not pulling a check
1: Mm -hmm. that's wild yeah you know the two hours that you got from the time you have to be there in the grand entry to the time you run what do you do yeah it's in, so, in Vegas
2: yeah and it's it's three so three hours Three hours then um, I'm just so talking what from was,
1: between the the time the grand entry starts to the time you run that oh, night yeah
2: um, so you know I just I go spend time with the horses really um, so finish up the grand entry might grab a little food at hospitality <laughs> I mm-hmm. keep on eating all day but um uh and then kind of just get back there make sure everything's done check on the horses make sure they're ready to go and it just depends you know every day was like a little different um I really kind of you just look what needs to be what needs to be addressed and you kind of have to adjust it wasn't exactly the same every night um sometimes I had to do this or that you know and um, last year before the grand entry. So I'd get there three o'clock, 3 p.m. And then, you know, had to be ready for the grand entry at whatever time it was, 6.30 or something. Um, that was my time to ride the second horse. So I'd go ahead and exercise the second horse. And, you know, so it just depends. And there's it's, um, there's always something to do, essentially. But uh, if I do have any downtime, it's, it doesn't seem like much at the NFR. Um, seems like there's always something going or we're required to this or that. Um, so if I find some downtime, then I try to take that downtime.
0: $30,000 go-arounds out there, can you afford to stay, try to safety up and just stay in the average? Or are you going just for the go-around every time?
2: So you know, I think there's a lot of different approaches that that you could do. Um, I think that's what Jordan did last year. She she made sure she got to her spots, got around them, and you know, it definitely mm-hmm. paid off for her. And she was she pulled a go round win by I think the eighth or ninth round or both. Um, <clears throat> um, I, I do think it's for me at least. It's probably more important to just go get to my spots. Look, these horses are fast. I mean, they're. It, even on the barrels, I would have placed every round that I caught a barrel. Um, and then I placed every round except for the one I slipped in. Um, and they're, you know, I mean, they're fast. So I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I know they're, as long as I get around them, mm-hmm. You're gonna, they're going to place gonna at place. least if not when goes. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're that talented and they're that good. And so I got to trust in the fact that they know their job. And it's my responsibility to go get them to their spots. And this is a tight pen. You know, you are running into solid walls and horses start to anticipate that. And so uh, really just make sure you get to those spots and get around them.
1: You know what amazes me? What? These horses now, Jimbo, they're just as popular as the jockeys. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows their name. Hey, there's sister. You know, oh, yeah. When yeah. this yeah. and that. And uh, does any of them sell any plushes? Of their horses you on know, their fan pages.
2: I don't know if they do. they I know What's wrong Breyer with these cowboys, has.
1: Jimbo? They gotta get on board. I know. You need to be they selling need. some Mac and Mo plushes on your fan page. <laughs> at least for your fans.
2: Yeah. Well I know that Briar has done a few different barrel horses. Scamper. Yep. Yeah. Uh but uh plushes, that's a great idea.
1: I don't know why. Why aren't they doing it? I've been wondering why these cowboys ain't selling their own T-shirts and stuff, you know?
2: <laughs> well, you know, this... Some of
1: the big famous ones, you know, like the NASCAR guys do.
2: Absolutely. Well, and this year, the PRCA, through their site, um, they're actually selling custom shirts that actually have the back number and, the you know, the contestants' name, So anybody can... Oh, it's
0: coming, then. It's
2: coming. Yeah, they're, they're working sure. on it. Yeah, it's yeah, so 50 they're...
0: years late on the deal, but... Yeah. That's Maybe right. they've been listening to our podcast, because you've been harping on this for I a I I've been
1: harping on the bull riders. I've been harping... But... The barrel racers—that's you know—they sell, they sell plushes all these PBR bulls. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we selling plushes all these famous barrel horses?
2: It's a good idea.
1: It's the craziest thing I've ever seen, Jimbo. We need to get it going. (laughs) Absolutely, I agree. All right. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing I have to add to the whole deal. We need you to win the world championship, come back home to Pahaska, have the parade, put your name on the sign, and then get plushies right. of your horses. That's right. all we need from you in I, the next few weeks. I like Linda. your thought
2: process here, and and I don't know if if you're aware, but uh, the horses were just sold and purchased mm-hmm. by um, a, another group, um, High Point Performance Horses, and and you know it's it's exciting. It's it was a nice transition and kind of win win for everybody and. You know, they actually the horses are still living at the previous owner's house, which is oh, really? nice because yeah. Luis, the barn manager, is still exercising him, so it's it's working. And and the they new don't owners,
0: even know they got sold in, do
2: they? <laughs> well, I you know, I don't I don't think so. I mean, and and the the thing is, it's the new owners respect where we're at. They said we love what you're doing. You know, you you just go to the big ones, have some success with the big ones. You're not running their legs off. What you guys are doing is working. So. I feel like now we're really going to be able to just take off and go hit some big rodeos and go make some runs.
1: Wendy's going to make this company the biggest name in barrel horses.
0: Probably.
1: year, probably. Yeah, the best move they ever made was buying them horses to get Wendy in on the deal.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm excited to to be a part of that team, and um, I think I can – i think together we can really accomplish a lot and i'm I'm really looking forward to it and these these both these horses are just at an amazing spot they love their job and they they love to go and you know what they both of them love the performances you know max got my old the older horse he's he's gotten to the point where a slack he kind of almost like a practice in mm-hmm. an expo he kind of just you know cruises through real soft and and uh well boy you have he sees that crowd and he perks up boy you know at houston so i took them both to houston this year and uh, i started out on mo um, mainly because of the ground you know the ground's hard it's got some rocks in it it packs real real hard and and mac has some you know he does not have a real deep soul uh on his feet and so i wanted to i didn't want to run him i wanted to kind of protect him a little bit and uh mo mo didn't even handle it too it got him a little foot sore and he is a tough footed horse so i i made the couple runs on the young horse and he got a little sore footed so i had to pull mac out and boy him going up he saw that arena and he just perked up and he was just ready and he smoked a run for me the first round um which got me into the semifinals. but you know the ground i mean they can only do what they can do. The, his runs got worse and worse and worse, which has never happened with Mac, but the ground kind of caught up to him. So if I go back, I'm going to have to approach that a little bit different, um, which obviously I'm planning on going back, I guess. So, um, But I'm going to have to protect their, their souls so that they can go out and do their job in that pen.
0: You said you don't get nervous anymore. I wish you'd tell me how to do that. I get more nervous watching you run <laughs> than when I roped. I guarantee I do. Well, we wanted to do so good, so bad. And we when you hit a barrel out like there in Vegas, you know, it just makes oh, me sick, you know. <laughs> okay, you know, you had a good finals last year. I mean, you placed in like five rounds or something. I felt like you left a lot of money on the table oh, too because yeah. you hit the you, you had a yep. goal and you were going to win or
2: catching barrels. Yeah. cost you a lot of money, and especially you know, like these sort. Like I said, they would have pulled checks right every go every time. So um, it's almost more important. But and you know, we're we're talking about such minute adjustments or movements um and you know barely catching them and and i know that when you're horse racing that's how it's going to go but um, these horses do have the ability to go get around them so this year that's my goal go get around them and i just worked him at a pen a few weeks ago uh, that was a mock nfr race so they set it up same pattern you know same whatever alley and stuff and they worked really, really good. I made six clean runs, and they would have all been pulling checks with them. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased at where they're at. I'm looking forward to it. And so this year, get to our spots, right? Get around them. Right.
1: What get year is this? Them. Is this third year? Third, third year. Third time's a charm. Third, uh, yeah. the third <laughs> yeah. time's a charm. All right, everybody. Yeah.
0: Be rooting for Winda this year. I know we will be. Jimbo, you got anything else for Wednesday? Well, just today? thank okay. her for coming in, and and we're just so proud of her. She makes Pahuska so proud. And like I said, she just made all these new barrel racing fans, these old men and stuff, you know, that would have never been caught dead watching a barrel racing. You know, they're, they're, they just can't wait to watch Win run. You know, and it, it, it's just a great deal, and we're just going to be pulling for her so hard.
2: Thank you so much, and for sure. Looking forward to it, and excited to represent Pahuska.
0: we good proud. luck to Tyler
1: Milligan too. We oh, got a cap roper in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pasca's really representing at the NFR this year. Yeah. steer
0: roper, calf roper, barrel racer, and we were going to ask you about
2: yeah, uh, the, one the other gr-
0: person, a uh, girl down at Took oh, that yeah. I don't know. Uh, who, who is she?
2: Yeah, Leslie. So um, I don't know how long she's been in Skytook. I I believe her husband's from Took, but yeah, I've gotten okay. to know her this year. Right. Uh, we actually met in last January, right. and interestingly enough, her horse had, her horse had just come off an injury, and I, I think a pretty bad injury to his hoof. And um, but pretty nice. And she, we were at a barrel race right before Odessa got to meet her. And she, you know, we're neighbors and introduced herself. And and uh, she said, Hey, if you if you need a horse for for Houston, man, my horse, he is he does great on that trashy ground. Hmm. And I said, Well, why would I use him? I said, You you get to Houston, you can do it. So I said, Go win Odessa. I think Odessa was a qualifier for Houston, so I said, go in it tomorrow, and go run a Houston. You can do it. And, you know, and it, it's amazing. So it, it's been great because we've kept in pretty close contact this whole season. And, uh, you know, a lot of places, we really didn't run at the same places. But she went to Cheyenne, which I didn't go to this year. And she did really well. She ended up second there. And um you know she texts me let me know and i'm like see you can do it and, he, and she's she's got a great horse and so she was just down at the mock barrel race and did great down there so um it'll be exciting really oklahoma there's uh four of us we almost had five the, the one gal got bumped out the last week so we would have had five barrel racers from oklahoma but uh but uh, there's four of us from oklahoma and ready to go represent
0: we're gonna be pulling for all those okie okay girls
1: Especially sure. Winda, too. Especially, Especially Winda, me. though. <laughs> yep. I hope the mother ones, I wish them a lot of luck. Yeah. Second, third, fourth. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Winda, she's going to be taking it home for everybody. We're, we're so excited for you, Wenda. We wish you all the luck in the world.
2: Well, I appreciate all the support. It's, it's been amazing, and, and I'm really grateful for uh, just uh, everything, the, the positive vibes and the, the nice compliments that everybody gives, and I'm, I'm really grateful.
1: What is it? Is it December first through the tenth? The tenth, December first through the tenth. Everybody tune in and uh, cheer on our favorite people from Pawhuska, Tyler and Linda. It's going to be great. All right, Wenda. thank you for coming in. We know you're busy. She had to work all night at the hospital last night, Jimbo. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> then then she came, went to church, and then came here. Now she's got to
0: go back to the hospital. I'm surprised to to she's work. still working. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I haven't been working much, so uh, I actually. I didn't work all summer. I I was off playing, running, running barrels. So um, they were just shorthanded and needed some help, and so I was able to step in. And you can work when way.
0: Mac and Mo get old, uh, and yeah. you have to start working.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank right, you guys. You guys
1: have a safe trip out there and, and we w- wish you a lot of good luck.
2: Absolutely. Thank Bring you home the money. That's
1: yes. what they used to tell us okay. in the Jimbo. Show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the Jerry Maguire said. Yeah. It's about like Jerry Maguire. She has a team as big as uh, I don't, I don't. Hey, that team any of those is, professional athletes are. Of there.
2: It really is. It
1: really is. I can see how she needs every one of them too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure.
2: Yeah. Looking forward to it and it's exciting and uh, here we go. We Our, know the routine. Let's, yeah, uh...
1: you're ready to <laughs> yeah. rock and roll. Man. This ain't no, this ain't her first trip. Nope. So, all right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Be sure and wish Winda good luck, everybody. See y'all.
3: Old stories like long lost friends. Rodeos and late night bins. History before our time. Round pens and pasture rides. Cowboys of the O.C.